Carves Out. I am your host, Nathaniel Remudis, and on this episode, we recap the U.S. Open Cup game and the Sounders game against D.C. United and the coming up game against the New York Red Bulls. And joining me today... One of the Scarves Up favorites, David Maymoudis. How are you doing? Hello, everyone. Doing okay? Two Sounders games. One continuing the Sounders' bad trend after playing RSL twice, losing 1-0 to them both times. Then we go to Sacramento for the Open Cup. Brought out a basically USL lineup to play against the USL side. And then come back home for a better game against DC United. So we're going to start with something that happened last week that we didn't get to mention after the RSL game. And it's something that I've been thinking about a lot. With this year, when we've had VAR in place, and I've thought it's working very well, they're they're getting the correct calls made, and they're they're using it, they're using it more often than um, I was thinking. They're doing better at, at than last year of being like, oh, it's not clear and obvious. Then we keep the ball on the field. then then we keep the ball on the field, so they're they're reviewing more. However, last week we saw the disciplinary committee, more the independent panel. They are different, as I have now learned. The independent panel is made up of like one ref and two former players, and they have the power to rescind. Uh, and hand out suspensions and fines. They they took away the fine and the red card that was given to Federico Iguain. Here, this this was just one of of the calls that was given as a red card on the field without going to VAR, without going to VAR at first. It was a the correct call from Robert Zabiga, if you ask me. Because he reviewed it at the time. They 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 reviewed it. They they review every red card decision. But Robert Sabiga gave the red card first. That is the correct call. It's two footed. This is a bad tackle by Federico Iguain. So I have no idea why when VAR is checking this, he cannot rescind this. And these three these. These three people have too much, have too much power. Two former players, who are not referees, have too much power, and it is not right. This is not the only one. There are there was another instance. I believe it was for a player who was playing for Atlanta, who got handed a two-game suspension. This also happened. By the Last week, committee, but then no, by the no, no, he did not get suspended. 
in the game. He got handed a two-game suspension by the independent panel. Okay. And this is another thing. Doesn't look like a foul. Looks like he was playing the ball. He was he was just playing the game. And then the independent panel comes over and they're suspending him. So you're thinking the independent panel is just a little so, too independent. Yeah. Exactly. Independent panel has too much power. They can pretty much choose whoever they want to to suspend. They're not they don't give reasons. So with with that if if they're going to do stuff like this, then at least we should see some consistency because they're not being consistent at all for the first 10 weeks of the season. Completely even look. And the stuff that they suspended for two games for this Atlanta player, if that's what gets you suspended for two games, then, like, there should be so many people. Like, half of all MOS rosters should be suspended if they're suspending for okay. what they are. Well, so... Hard to review without looking at the videotapes. We can't show you that on this podcast. So we'll get back to talking about the U.S. Open Cup. So we saw other teams put out some uh, other MLS teams that were in action. They played more of their starters. Sounders did not do that. I mean, Granted, the Sounders pretty much have 11 starters injured. Plus, I think Clint Dempsey, did we figure out this year he was still suspended from this game? Or we were not sure about that? Yes, this was Dempsey... Dempsey is now cleared to play because after he tore up the the uh, but he was suspended he, the paper, for this last game. Yes, he was suspended for this last game. He after after this he, was the sixth game of his original suspension. It was either two years. It, it was two years and six games, whichever came last. So and that happened in two thousand fifteen. So two years has has been up. And this was the sixth game. So, so I guess who was actually available that the Sounders didn't start? They, they Chad Marshall, I guess, maybe could have played. They could have played Chad Marshall. Um, uh, Will Bruin, st- we know Will Bruin went off uh, right. Bruin, in our RSL, but but he did also start. Right, so Will Bruin might have still been injured. Uh, Ladero was still at the World Cup. Uh, I don't know how Ladero, Victor Rodriguez Ladero, was doing. Ladero had come, he had come back. He just, he, By the open we, well, he had, he had, they had, he had, um, he, he had, they had announced already that he, he was coming back. Um, right, it, but he might have had, a, he, he might have had an excuse of just having a hard time getting there. But anyway, the Sounders <laughs> coming out with a, a barely recognizable lineup. And, Again, they like say that they're set up. They're set up to. They were set up to compete. Um, they're signing S two, and S two hasn't been having a good season. Um, so I wanted more sound to start. Harry Ship scored to make it one one in stoppage time after it looked like we were we were gonna lose in full time. We already used we used all three subs before that. So going in extra time, it was a pro. Uh, Big problem uh, with injuries, as we saw. Uh, S2 captain uh, struggle during most of the game. 
Um, he went off. I think he must have set the record for like most times off the field and on the field. Be because of his hamstring injury and them uh, and the Sounders using all all their subs. It was a Ray Sorry went off the field like six times. And kept coming back on. Okay, I don't uh, remember that. Because they were out of subs. He definitely was just limping around at the end of the game. And the Sounders effectively playing down a man at the end. And and when we're in extra time, we were going for penalties. And with this lineup, I don't... I am confused. You're not sure how good a penalty-taking lineup it would have been? I, I mean, yes, the the Sacramento commentators... Were pretty convinced uh, that, that that we would have the advantage because we have more experience. But this team did not have that much experience. It was really S2. Right. But and overall, you have to say that Sacramento deserved the win. Twenty getting 26 shots, an amazing number. But only nine shots on target. Okay, only nine shots on target. We had two. Uh, big deflection by Harry Ships. Uh, unclear if his what if his initial shot in stoppage time would have scored, um, but then the hundred fifteenth minute, uh, her Mahasic, Ray Mahasic, something like that. Who cares about him? Plays in the USL. Uh, but he'll be going on to the next round of the U.S. Open Cup, unlike he, anybody from the Sounders this year. So. Again, wait till next year for the U.S. Open Cup. Luckily, only wait till next week for another Sounders game. And Brian Meredith uh, looked. Look good. He, he was Kept the, the only one, only one who I think, um, who I think was the person who like really impressed. He had a great game. Who, but the person who had the best game for the Sounders, in my opinion, is Wayne Francis. He was like the most experienced person on the field. Um, besides, uh, on our side, I mean, fun. I mean, they have Adam Moffat, who's like ancient now. So yeah. fun to see him again, former Sounder. Uh, but I thought he looked really good. The uh, you have to think he was a little depressed about not going to the World Cup, and right now with his experience. Uh, I know how we like to keep our team young, but also, I think we should change it up. And with this midweek game coming up against the Red Bulls, and knew who played the entire game against DC, and I think Blandon Francis looked way better in this game against... Uh, well, but still about this lineup, you know, I'm, I I don't, you know, I like Waylon Francis okay, but I want him to be our eighth best player and not our second or third best player because... You know. But on this lineup, on this lineup, he, sure. On this lineup, because he was one of the only first team players who was still right. there. So I guess that's another question. Where was Nuhu? Uh, who was on the bench, but okay, just didn't come in. Didn't come in. Yeah. I mean, uh, we've also Wingo got the start. He didn't. He didn't really impress. Faro was playing. I mean, I still think of him as a USL player because I don't really like him. But when in Francis, he's good. He has experience, and 
I think he's better than New Who for the time being. We can mix this up. He's got speed. He puts in better balls. He doesn't do as many tricks. I would really like to see this change um, as the Sounders are in New York for the game against the Red Bulls Well, we'll see. Tomorrow. You know, if Brian Schmetzer is listening, we know he's a fan of the podcast, so uh, we'll, we'll see whether he listens to your advice there. The other thing we talked about already, who do who could have came in? Uh, I think Christian Rodon is the main person who could have started in this game. That's he never point. needs a rest. Um, Alex Rodon came in off the bench, but Rodon wasn't. Uh, but Christian Rodon was not even on the bench, yeah. which I didn't understand. We did have another injury. Early in the game, Marinego went off. Uh, he hasn't been in good, that good form recently. So, well, I mean, what's what do we have to say about Marinego right now? Um, you know, I think we just have to say we were glad to be able to move on to the D.C. United game to get Nicholas Ladero back to see Victor Rodriguez on the field. You know, the Sounders looked much more like the Sounders in that game. Which was nice to see. It's true. Uh, and we got to see our first look at Felix Chankum. Uh, again, we still think of him as S2. But I liked what we saw with him. He has speed. Uh, I think this is... Uh, yeah, you know, I'd much rather see... Uh, what's his name from Liga MX? Mm -hmm. uh, if that's an option. But uh, nice to know that we have somebody there to play forward for us. So, moving on to the D.C. United game. This game, I think the biggest takeaway... Well, after the fact that we did come from behind and get in the gold drought, uh, ended with a great strike by Nicolas Lodero in the 57th minute. Right, and obviously just before that, the Sounders going down one nothing. Darren Maddox in the right place, right time. Yeah, but um, it looked like it could be another one of these games where the Sounders, you know, looked like they had chances and then let one in. But this time they battled back, got that goal. And then Magus Wolf Ikram uh, comes off the bench. And Puts in a wide open scores. header. And Osvaldo Alonso, he's still trying to get fit. And he got to play uh, in this game. Which was also yeah. He looked a little, good. a little rusty coming back in and promptly getting a yellow card. But luckily, he avoided getting another one for the other 20, 30 minutes he was in. But, uh, I, but still, well, when he's on the field, our team is happier, and that's a good thing. Yeah, obviously, great to see both him and Ladero back on the field. Rodriguez as well. Uh, the Sounders were passing a lot better, just generally. A whole lot less depressing to watch than they were in that U.S. Open yes, game. Yes, this game was really even, though. And D.C. United have not been playing well. And this game was really even, if you look at the shots. So you're basically even saying you're, you're a little worried that we didn't dominate D.C. United a little more? Yeah, uh, and we did perk up in, in this game. And we uh, made less mistakes than in the game against RSL. Because last week, against RSL... Uh, I've not seen a sloppier game. That game had so many errors by both teams. Um, wasn't a fun game to watch, with the, even with the sound. 
I mean, the Sounders lost, but besides that, I you want to see good soccer, uh, and that was not good soccer. This, much better, le- less errors, a good goal by Nicolas L- Nicolas Lodero after um, coming back from a depressing game, um, a depressing hope to go to the World Cup, and the World Cup is going to be different because World Cup would be definitely made better if he was there. Then Magnus Wolf, uh, it's a good ball into the box, and he scores his first MOS goal for the Sounders. For the Sounders, after scoring once against Santa Tecla in the Champions League, though I think the biggest take, but I my favorite thing from this game is I think Clint Dempsey. This was the first game that I think he actually looked like. Uh, like good Clint Dempsey, like the first game that he did, he still has not scored this year, but uh, he was the most fun to watch in this game. And I think the difference is having other people running for him to pass to. You know, putting Clint Dempsey up at the up at the top as number nine and expecting him to, you know, run and do it all by himself is just not very realistic. He's, you know, he needs somebody like, uh, I was gonna say Oba. But um, he needs somebody else he can run off of. And, you know, it's good to see the Sounders getting some more quality players back on the field. And it's looking like very soon they can't actually sign Ruiz Rudiez till the summer transfer window opens. And then we may not get him until after the group stages, at least, of the World Cup, if he's playing there for Peru. <laughs> but once we get him, we're going to get speed. He's going to make our lineup better. But already our lineup is uh, is improving. We're getting people back and uh, we're becoming stronger. Okay. So we'll back <coughs> soon with another episode talking about the upcoming World Cup. And Nathaniel and I will go through our brackets and our, our picks for that. Should it should be an interesting podcast. You will want to make sure you get that. That will be out tomorrow. Some time after the game against the Red Bulls. So, is the game against the Red Bulls coming up? Red Bulls have looked, have looked good. They have games in hand, just like us. They're playing very well in an Eastern Conference that I would say is better than the West uh, this year. What do you expect the score? What do you expect our lineup to look like in this game? Um, I think we'll see a fairly similar <coughs> lineup from the Sounders. I, ha- I don't know much about <coughs> what the Red Bulls are up to. Um, you know, I'm... I think we'll see a similar game to what we saw this weekend. You know, so I'm looking for a two-one win from the Sounders. I'm hoping we'll see some good passing and uh, get some goals. And especially if we uh, could be a big game for the Red Bulls and Jesse Mars, as it seems like Jesse Mars could be on the way out, and he could become the um, coach, the new coach of the U.S. Men's National Team. Him or Greg Bearhalter, coach of the Columbus crew, are the favorites for that. 
but for this game, I'm expecting the same lineup that we played against DC, except for, I think, Ikram will start in place of Harry Ship. And you're hoping to see... And uh, Francis will play instead of New Who. And okay. I don't think Alonzo is going to start this game. But it very well could happen. And if that happens, um, uh, then I guess, then I guess because we have Rodriguez, uh, then we're back into, then we're back into, we have too many players. So someone else messes it up. Maybe well, do we see, if Alonso's, Ready, I think if Alonso stays on the bench, because you'd have to bench probably like Dempsey, we'll and I don't think we're problem. doing that. We'll face that problem when we come to it. Someday maybe we'll have too many forwards. But for now, we'll just have to deal with that problem. Other games around MOS Portland tied this uh, this weekend. Boring game against Boring Kansas City, who remain at the top of the Western Conference. And the Galaxy uh, play play even more better, uh, play better than RSO, who continue to be bad on the road. Three zeros. That Tony Mihamovic scores two, and and uh, and uh, uh, those were the two most notable games. If you're a Sounders fan, uh, also LAFC. 4-3 over San Jose. A weird game. Lots of leads with switches in that game. And on Friday, uh, the shocking game, which I don't think means anything, France and United States tie 1-1. Of course, would be more interesting if the United States were preparing for something as well. Or if we hadn't rolled out a U-20 lineup, more or less. But it was nice to see them do well against the, the fans. But this could mean absolute... This means absolutely nothing. Uh, we've seen... It's a friendly. There's no change. Uh, this is not... Even though France played their starting lineup, that most people think... I think... Um, I, I th think France... Uh, will look very different when they actually get into Russia. So tomorrow, we do the World Cup preview show. You do not want to miss that. After That will be after the game against the New York Red Bulls. We'll review that game as well quickly, so then we can move into the World Cup. So, Sounders, New York Red Bulls tomorrow. And during that game, you want to keep your scarves up. up.